Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Another quarantine episode of the greatest basketball podcast in the world. I see a lot of people taking their time, their hiatus. Not us, man. It feels Not good us. to be back. Yeah, welcome back, D-Mills. Welcome back, bro. Feeling I good? Missed y'all. I did. A lot of people was asking me for my top 10 PG list. I was wondering myself what it was going to be. I didn't bring it. I'm Uh, sorry. Maybe another day. Maybe, yeah. I'll probably bring it next episode. But he he does have his uh, top 10 shooting guards. I did. Hopefully it's just as good as what your point guards would have been. Did you? I'm guessing you didn't watch the podcast. I didn't. Okay. Because I was going to say if you agree with our stuff. Because we were all pretty much in unison Mm -hmm. on majority of the stuff. He didn't have LeBron. James. He didn't have LeBron though. He said LeBron oh, is not LeBron. a top ten point guard. Wait, really? He didn't even think nah, about it. I, I didn't think he was at least this year. Yeah, he's played year. point guard like the whole year. Yeah, but he he's saying that like um, Terry Rozier has been better. Terry Rozier uh, is a PG. Oh yeah, he yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because I was I, yeah, I, he I, is. Think, I think you had LeBron like number thirteenth on your list. Yeah yeah. Yeah, because so, I, mean, I looked at that Charlotte team. I was like, Devontae Graham or Terry Rozier right. had to be shooting both, guards. I had them both above him. Yeah, they're both point guards, <laughs> even though they start together. <laughs> Just yeah. like Kawhi and Paul George, yeah. they're both small forwards. Yes. So today, of course, we're moving on to shooting guards. And a couple, couple things to get off the chest, though, because I know a lot of people are going to be looking for certain players. We did all of this based on basketball reference uh, positions. So yeah, basketball reference. Things, man. Yeah, I, I'm just saying for the, the newer people, um, if you're wondering, like, why the heck is this person not on any of the four people list? It's probably because he was ranked as a point guard or a small forward instead of a shooting guard because uh, we just wanted to have, like, one uniform thing so all of our lists can have, like, the same uh, pool of people to yeah. choose from. All right. So we starting, I'll start it off with my number 10 shooting guard. Me and Pete talked briefly about this, but I had Norman Powell. Uh, I, didn't, I don't think Norman Powell is going to hit anybody else's list. I liked it. But if you look at his numbers from this entire season, he has been a top He's, 10 shooting guard. Yeah. Arguably, yeah. He was a guy that I, um, yeah, we talked about it because I was thinking about putting him on my list. Mm-hmm. And uh, when, when Kent, I was just asking, like, who's your 10th guy? Because that's what he would have been on my list. And when I heard him say that, I'm like, okay, I'm not tripping. I'm not tweaking. Mm-hmm. He ended up not making my list, but it was still, like, a guy that I considered, definitely. And mm-hmm. I, I like the jump he had this season. He's been real solid. Yeah, you remember they paid him, like, two or three years ago. Then he had, like, a down year. And they're like, man, what happened? And this year he's shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three. That whole Raptors team support cast, they mm-hmm. just stepped it up. Yeah. Another UCLA product, you know. And I actually got a few people on this um, on my list that may have not started off the season on fire, but – over the past couple months have been ridiculous and Norman Powell is one of those dudes. Like the first month of the season, I'm about to look it up. He just wasn't, he was averaging eight points per game. He averaged eight points per game. And then the next month, 14. Then the next month, 17, 17, 22, 23. So the guy just like decided to take off the last couple months of the season. And not to mention his defense has been really good and he's just filled the void of those extra shots. When Kawhi being gone, he took some of those and now, I mean, he's, he's hidden. He's in the majority of them. Number 10 for me, uh, I got that boy out there in Sacramento, uh, Buddy Heald. Same. You know, uh, 20 point score this year, five rebounds, three assists. Um, He's doing that 20 points coming off the bench, too. Yeah, coming off the bench uh, for what was that, the last month or so? Before yeah, it's starting to come out. I thought bench. it was a little longer. Um, I think he's adjusted better to coming off the bench, though. He, I mean, he definitely wants to start. He definitely is a starter. I just think Luke Walton feels the need to play Bogdan over him. And I don't I really don't see any correlation to like their team success. But uh, I, I mean they had a hard hottest team in basketball at the moment of yeah. us recording this podcast. Um I know y'all saw the clip of from a few games before when the he, yeah. the whole deadline when um not the deadline, but the quarantine. Yeah, he, he was sitting in the fourth quarter when they were down by three. It went to Bielitsa for the final shot. And then a fan in the crowd was like, uh, you have the three-point champion on the team. Put him in the game. And so, yeah, Luke Walton tripping. But, uh, yeah, I, everybody got him at number 10? Yeah. Other than no, my, my number 10 is Lou Williams. Ooh. I, who I got. Have um, him a little higher, but it ain't crazy. Yeah, I mean, very similar to – he's, he's, produ- he he's my producing – um, similar stats to what he did last year. We know last year he was borderline all-star with that Clippers team mm-hmm. that had, had passed expectations. But um, even with the games that Kawhi and Paul George does sit out because they got a low management, he steps it up, and uh, I think he deserves that 10th spot. Yeah, that's why I had him at number nine because I feel like he really held it down 
when they weren't playing, he actually stepped up. And he mm-hmm. still, when they're in the games, he still produces. One they the, don't take away from him. One of the reasons Lou Williams did not make my list is because they pick on him on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, we saw yeah. it with the Lakers. Like, he's a huge black hole defensively because he is so small. He, he doesn't really have the lateral quickness anymore. And just this season in general, he hasn't really shot it amazingly. Of course, he's still averaging 19 points per game, mm-hmm. so he's doing his thing off the bench is what he do. But even then, it's just like... I, the other guys on my list have just been better, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and more more impactful on uh, both sides of the mm-hmm. ball. But my number nine is Buddy Hield. Um, okay. He is another one of those players like Norman Powell that started off kind of struggling. And that's one of the reasons he went to the bench. He was shooting. I mean, he was averaging 16 points per game on 30 percent shooting the first month of the season. Like he just wasn't very good. But if you take a look at his last couple months, 44 percent from the field, 48 percent from three. 45% from the field, 46% from three. In those months, he's averaging 18 points per game. And then, of course, it correlates with their winning because those are the times where they started to win a bunch of games. So Buddy Hield is, is kind of taking that six-man role. Maybe he doesn't like it, yeah. but he's starting to fit a little bit more into it. And maybe he'll eventually get back to the start of the lineup I, if he continues to do that. I've always liked those like, aggressive scores as a six-man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's just like personal. And I think it's actually, to be honest, sense. I think it is good for him to come off the bench because sometimes when he's not scoring, he's not really doing much. He is one of those dudes. Yeah, if he's not hot, he doesn't play make. He's not. I don't if think he's, he's not, really. He's also going to keep shooting if he's, if he's missing. Yeah, yes. he, he all so. wants to shoot in forty percent from three mm-hmm. while attempting ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> he's definitely. He's he gonna get his shots up. Facts. He always will. He always will. So shout out to Buddy Hill, man. I remember when they did the the Marcus Cousins trade because coming off his rookie season, he yeah. wasn't really nothing. Yeah. And then uh, that big like Demarcus Cousins. He, yeah, who, who else was a part of that trade? Now I'm thinking about Tyreek it. Tyreek Evans, Buddy Hill. Yep. I don't want to say he was a throw-in because he was their top rookie from that point. So they, he, they was like getting in. But based off his rookie season, he just he yeah. just didn't yeah. look good. And you he really did, consider yeah. he was old, he was an older rookie too. Yeah. So like He definitely hit the rookie wall yeah. early. And it lasted like the whole season. And then the season after that, he yeah. bumped his field goal percentage up by 10. His three-point percentage went up. And then he's missed pretty consistent for the past couple years. And then last year he averaged a dub, and that was, that was pretty nice. My number nine is the guy out in Brooklyn, Spencer Dinwiddie. Ooh. Um, you know, 20-point score, steals giving you 70, uh, 77 assists, <laughs> three-and-a-half rebounds. I just like what he's been doing for that Brooklyn Nets team. Yeah. Um, they've been going through a lot uh, with the injuries off and on, Kyrie coming back and making certain comments and, you know, a lot of drama circulating that team. Uh, fired the coach. Just a lot going on, whether it's the media making it something that is not, whether it's something being taken out of proportion. But, you know, typical stuff that happens when you add two players uh, as good as Kyrie and Kevin Durant. But I feel like through that, he's been like a bright spot that they were able to lean on this season, him and Karis LeVert um, at times. But more so than Karis LeVert, he's been like their guy. Yeah, he's yeah he's my, my ninth guy, too. And everything you said was just right, right on point. But he in the biggest moments when they needed him to take those shots, especially with Kyrie being out, he's stepped up and he, he's taken them to the promised land. And one way or another, he's going to be the difference maker for them to do something special in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, whether they keep him or trade him. Because yep. if they do trade him, all he's done is boost his uh, his, his stock value. up. Yeah. So they're going to get something back that he is going to make them mm-hmm. uh, into something crazy. But I feel like Spencer Dinwiddie is definitely a guy that is going to be on a lot of teams' radar yeah. uh, when they when we hit the. Uh, real offseason and teams like the Brooklyn Nets are coming full strength and they're trying to figure out exactly how they want to fit the pieces to their puzzle. He's going to be something, somebody that a lot of teams are looking at. And uh, the way he's playing, it seems like if he gets his own team, you know, maybe not legitimately his own team, but if he can go somewhere where he's legitimately the star, he's the point guard, he's mm-hmm. not the star, excuse me. I don't The league guard. Yeah, he's, he's a, the league guard. Um, and he's the guy. Maybe he can go somewhere and flourish even more because, I mean, to be a 21-point scorer, on this team already is is nice, and he had his moments mm-hmm. last year when he had D'Angelo Russell. So he's yeah. a guy that can play on, uh, off the bench. Off he's a guy that can yeah. start. So six five six six point guard. I really like him. I like those big point guards. He's mm-hmm. still playmaking. So I think they have yeah. to get rid of him. I don't think him and Kyrie can really like coexist. So it has to be between Spence or. Uh, Karis, right? Because all those guys are dudes that kind of need the ball, and that just made me look this up. Because obviously, if you're playing with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, you kind of your role is going to be I'm Limited. a catch and shoot yeah. type dude. So that probably fits more Karis. That's what you would think, right? Yeah. Karis LeVert is only I'm, shooting 27 percent on catch and shoot, and Spencer yeah. Dinwiddie shooting 37, and his regular shooting threes is 30 percent. Right. So he's way better catch and shooting than like creating his own three point shot. Yeah, I mean. Both from Spencer Dinwiddie's point too, though not only could he catch a shoot, but this is just another guy you have another option. And I, I mean, I, 
Karis Laverne and him are probably around the same though, but I think mm. Spencer Dinwiddie does have the edge there. I think I trust Dinwiddie with the last shot a little bit more than Karis, yeah. even though he's had his moments too. Right. So, I mean, if you want to try to stay as dynamic as you can with the KD and Kyrie, it, it might not help to just keep it. And I also trust Karis to also make the right play, whether it's him taking a shot or giving it to the right person. Are you Karis? Karis or Spencer Dinwiddie? I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, oh, okay. my bad, my bad. And we're, we're saying this as like outsiders because, of course, it could be like they just keep all four and they make it work because you have a good coach, yeah. you have willing players, anything can work. So we might get to the point when it's just literally all of those guys on the team together, and that's like craziest rotation of like guard play ever, you know, just because they all so versatile. Uh, all right, it was Lou Will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, moving on to eight. It seems pretty low for this guy, but it's after. CJ McCullough? No, it's not CJ. It's Drew Holiday for me. Mm, I got him higher on my I, list. Yeah, I, I, I'm I sure y'all do. Um, like me some Drew Holiday, of course, two-way ability and everything. Um, but just this this season, and maybe this more of a, it should be more of a positive than a negative. He's taking a back seat. That's he's also been that, hurt. That he's been hurt a lot of this. That's true too. That was my argument for why I have him higher though. It's because he, because he can he, take a back seat, right? He's what is he the third option? I guess technically when Zion third back. option, he still gives you twenty points. He's giving you almost six six assists too, mm-hmm. and lockdown defense. Yeah, I y'all right. Take, I, I, I probably should have him higher. I got to take him on my team. Yeah, I, I probably should have him on my team. Because he's shooting pretty good from three. 30, 35%. That's better than his last, like, mm-hmm. couple years. So he's shooting uh, – and he's shooting the most. Yeah. I mean, you ain't said much, but you kind of give me an argument to move yeah, him up on my just, list. I don't want to say nothing until yeah. I get to him. Yeah. 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 I, eight, I got CJ. It is pretty low. It was kind of hard to put him this low because normally he's in my top five. Oh. But Whoa. <laughs> I, I, hey, you, you had CJ at eight, right? I had him at eight. I have him at eight too. I thought that was. I, I thought didn't that was fair. It was not hard at all. I thought it was fair. I thought he was having a. Besides, he's been hot recently, but I thought he was having a. Uh, he is having a down year. Yeah, down definitely. Year. Like compared to his years in the past, he's normally in like my top five at least when it comes to shooting guards. Is but he having a down year? I, I think he is. It's I mean, solid, but it's just not. It don't feel the same. Maybe it's because they're not winning. But maybe when, it is because they're not winning. Because from the field, he's shooting. Ba- 45% was what he shot pretty much the last four years. Mm-hmm. From three, he's shooting 38%, which is what he's that shot the last couple years. the second most points he's ever had, Richard. Yeah, and the only thing that's down is his free throw percentage. But it might be just because there, it's not and I, winning games. I, I yeah. agree. It, it is more of like an eye test. But that it's just, besides mostly Damian Lillard, and I guess Hassan Weiss has been a really big bright spot, it's just that team doesn't seem like they're playing at their highest level. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's definitely the eye test for me. Um, and that, that's kind of what that, that's my biggest thing that I when I rank these guys, I go off, obviously, the statistical things, but also what I'm viewing and what I'm seeing and impact the things that you can't take up in a, a metric or a box score level, um, which is something a lot of people don't really understand. People go right to these box scores or these statistical categories and be like, oh, he's averaging this and this and that and that. Um, but yeah, he averages more points than Drew Holiday, but I have Drew Holiday higher because certain things Drew Holiday does, you can't put into a statistic, a statistical category. Um, but I feel like this is fine for CJ. I think yeah. for them to be losing as much as they have because of the injuries that they have, for him to still be a top 10 shooting guard, and it ain't like he on the brinks of it. He's right here at eight. You can maybe argue for him at seven if you want to with a couple of people that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this is this is solid. I don't consider it a down year from a, a statistical point. I just think that it's a down year as far as moments. Um, yeah. When we've seen them need the moments, it's feel like it's been uh, Damian, Damian Lillard. Lillard. Mm-hmm. Like whole um, year almost. Yeah, whole, whole year. That's why we consider him like when he was having that run. It was like not him and Dane, not him and CJ. It was like Dane going off for 60, going off for 50, having these miraculous nights. And, you know, CJ will have his, yeah. and he has had a, few, a couple. Right. And uh, I feel like in the past, like last year, I feel like when we saw them going on runs, it was all like Dame and CJ, Dame and CJ. Mm-hmm. Like they that dynamic duo. Exactly. But now it's and when, like, and when oh, Dame, Dame was out, I yeah. think CJ did a pretty good job he of did. stepping up and taking and taking on that Damian Lillard type role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to get He kept them afloat when they could have just tanked them. Not. You know, oh, not yeah. literally tanked, but like he had a few playoff points. He had a few forty-point games. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely was doing his thing. Yeah, yeah he, he was forty-one against Orlando, thirty-five against Atlanta. Again, teams that ain't An- shit. Another forty-one against yeah, uh, Detroit. Detroit. Another team that ain't shit. But you know, those are the things that you can probably come in and lose if you don't if your star player don't come out and perform. Yeah, yeah and he had those type of games early in the season. He had a game where he had eight points, twelve points. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that four for nineteen looked kind of rough, right? Thirteen there. points, fifteen. <laughs> Um, so 10 points again. So like, yeah, he's had, damn, he had a night. We have four. Oh, he only played 11 minutes. Yeah. I think that was the night he, uh, hurt his hand. Something like that. Something like that. 
Uh, we'll move on, though. That number seven is where I had CJ, but now when y'all talk about it, y'all convince me to switch it a little bit. Uh, I, I do like CJ's game just because he can play on and off the ball. Um, combo. Obviously, the defense is lacking because he is, a, again, a smaller type guy. At seven, I had Spencer. I had Spencer Dunwood at number seven. I feel like he's really, like like P.S. said, he can definitely go somewhere and be a lead guard and control, run a team. And I just like that part about him. I like his story. Just because yeah. he was G League yeah. throwing around, he played for the Bulls in the in the preseason. Yeah, he's doing like this cryptocurrency stuff. Mm-hmm. You follow him on Twitter. Yeah, shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie, man. He was the one that that said that like the coronavirus test hurts. So I had to look up what it actually is. Yes, that shit looked like it hurt. Drake also <laughs> was on IG Live telling his dad how he got it. And he said the same sex thing. He put the little thing all the way, all the way in the in your nose. Oh my god! Yeah, said, yeah. You know it hurts. Social distancing, y'all. I know we like literally sitting three se- three <laughs> inches away from each other, but we're practicing so- social distance too. Uh, for me, at seven, I have Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, a guy who I really like, and I'm I'm on. You know, I felt like low when I was putting him on here, but I also feel like he's one of the younger guys on this list. So yeah, obviously, he he's going to move his way up. I think he. Yeah, he's the youngest guy on my list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's only in his second year. Mm-hmm. Same spot as me, too. And I, the role that he's got and how he's taken over, it, especially when how he started the season, he was starting the season off scoring like 20-point games consistently. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that kind of jumped out. But now that he's been able to sustain that and also be on a winning team, that, that, is, that's your it, son still? It is to this day. I got him at number six, Shane. Uh, I just love his game. He just always looks under control. He's never going too fast. He's so smooth. And for young guys, you don't really see that. Usually you see them out of control, making dumb passes. And I think him playing with Chris Paul really helped, like, slow him down Mm -hmm. from maybe running into that wall. Mm -hmm. Because I think Chris Paul is a great leader, and I think he's, like, the perfect guy to put next to Mm -hmm. a guy like Shea. Yeah, and then, I mean, the stories we heard from last year when he was with the Clippers, it seemed like everybody liked him. Like, he was Mm -hmm. a guy that seemed like a sponge, and he soaked in everything. So I I feel like it's not even just Chris Paul, but it's Mm -hmm. probably probably Dennis Schroeder he's learning from. He's probably learning from Gallinari. Little wheel type stuff. He's had gravettes his two seasons, for sure. And it seemed like they hang out a lot, him and Chris. Paul like mm-hmm. if you look at the social medias they always mm-hmm. together and then if you watch the Taylor Rooks interview they were they were together with it yep. um and even in that you can see Chris Paul teaching him stuff mm-hmm. that like like life lesson type things while they're playing bowling but I this is also where I had Shea um at six. at six who y'all have at seven I had Spencer and then I had six and my I had seven Shea. was oh, CJ my seven was Shea. okay um Shea is one of those players that plays with the perfect pace at all times um, he never lets the game speed him up when he doesn't want to speed up, which is like, again, I think Derek said it, that it's something that a lot of these young guys don't really understand. And I feel very confident that he can be a 20-point scorer for like the entirety of his career yeah, because yeah. he can get his shot off so easily. Even with – he has one of the slower releases in the league, but he creates so much space with his yeah, step with backs his and with, with all those things. With so, his and, and his defense the, is really good, too. He's got a little floater in there, too. Mm-hmm. He's very efficient yeah. in scoring the ball. Yeah, really love to shake this game, man. I, I, I like him um, – I like him where he at on the list. You know, it's – Playing with Chris Paul is, is pluses and minuses. So, I mean, you, you get all of these things with advice and whatnot. But then it's also kind of stops him from showing his whole game, which right. I think as we continue to get older and old, I mean, as he continues to grow into the game, that's where he can get higher when we start to see him become a guy at the last second right, more consistently. Because we've seen plays and mm-hmm. we've seen glimpses of it, but more consistently it's been Chris Paul for this team. Right. Um, and even Dennis Schroeder at times has been him. They just have that type of team where it's a, a different guy every night, dynamic when it ain't Chris Paul mm-hmm. for yeah. the most part. But as we continue to see him grow, I think he could definitely get higher and higher on his list. As you mentioned, the defense. Uh, definitely want to see the shooting continue to grow and get better as it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see those assists go up because I know he can, you know, play some point guard. See, I'm looking at that just because, like, last year he averaged 3.3 and this year he's averaging 3.3, but his minutes are going up by 10. Mm-hmm. So you're asking why. It's because he is playing a shooting guard now yeah, instead yeah, of the point guard. And that was another thing that I wanted to say that was impressive. For him to be last year classified as a point guard to now mm-hmm. – yeah, uh, last year was a ten point score. To mm-hmm. now, he's basically jumped up ten points. That's mm-hmm. that's a lot to do in such a quick change. And then you change the scen- scenery, who you're playing with. You know, he's improved a lot, and uh, I think it, that's it another just reminds me of Drew Holiday. He just two way combo guard. Plug mm-hmm. him in anywhere, and he gonna thrive. And and he, he reminds me of that too. Um, and Drew Holiday was, was an all star. But what, year three, year four. 
Drew Holiday has the one to play making an assist. Oh, oh facts. Oh, yeah, facts. Um, for me, six, I had the guy in Chicago, uh, Zach Levine. We, we might have the same list, P. You think so? We might have the same list. You have him right there, too? I got him right there. It, it's Zach. You know, as far as who I like, he would be higher on my list as far as who I like. But, you know, we don't really do shit like that up here. Um, Maybe one day we will, depending on how long this fucking quarantine stuff. Most of us don't. <laughs> you talking about you feel like CJ too low. What the fuck? CJ normal. I'm, I'm just saying normally um, he's higher. But, yeah, Zach Levine's had a monster year, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the way yeah. that he's rounded his game out. Um, I'm liking to see that those next steps from um, – it's like, a, it's like a, a group of them. It's like him uh, – Book has done it the best. That, and um, when I was making my list, Donovan like Mitchell. the guys Donovan that we were, they were talking about, they were just like so close. I'm like, man, what gives this dude the edge? What mm-hmm. gives that? Yeah. And we'll go on a, as we go through the list. But Zach Levine is somebody who's like, if I'm comparing it, it's, he doesn't he doesn't lack what the other guys have. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, except for his situation and the fact that he hasn't really shown winning. Well, him and D Book are very similar in that right. sense. Yeah. I think D Book has a little edge this year for sure. So, yeah, because D Book rounded his game right. over a little bit more, mm-hmm. and I think as as it, I think that's why it's important to be patient with certain guys because mm-hmm. these guys have to hit a certain time in their career or a certain yeah. period where they're asked to do that. A lot of people just want to see everything at once, but mm-hmm. it's just like Shea. It's not the time for Shea to show us everything that he has right now. It's, he's just scoring. He's showing us defense. Maybe playing, one he's day playing his role. Yeah, he's playing yeah, his role. Play. Maybe one day he'll be able to play his role that he's doing now and add assists and take the game with a shot, but it's not right now. And and that's okay. Yep. So, you know, um, we've seen, yeah, Devin Booker go through it. Donovan Mitchell's going through it. Zach Levine. I feel like before Bradley, the, the last couple of years, Bradley Beal went through it, where it's like these guys can score, 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 but then we see those years where it's like, damn, his his playmaking or assist right. numbers are mm-hmm. taking a jump. We saw that yeah, with Bradley Beal once um, John Wall, John Wall got down. hurt. So we seeing it now with Zach Levine. He's kind of clear-cut on his team by himself for most of the year. Devin Booker, it looked like a fluke, but then they added Ricky Rubio, and it's like, damn, his numbers haven't really even dropped off that much as far as um, playmaking and whatnot. And right. Kelly Oubre even had a and, and breakout that, and that was year. one of my things is that I feel like if you put all these guys in the same situation, so if I replace Devin Booker with Zach Levine, obviously it's not the exact same. But I think you give a Zach Levine a point guard that's kind of controlling the game with him. I think that helps him out. I think you surround him with some better defenders. Mm-hmm. I think that helps him out. And it's like I, I feel like it's almost on the same level. You at, know what's at crazy? The same point. Coming into the season, it seemed like they were doing that too, yeah, right? Tomas yes. Sadaransky looked yeah, like a good point good, guard. That was a great pickup of mine. Uh, the defense. I think the Suns. The Suns. They really looked good to begin yeah, the season. Yeah, I think the Suns roster is just like just more ready. DeAndre Ayton missing twenty. What it was twenty five games. games. That really, was big. Really set them back. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think as well as Aaron Baines played, I, it, you see he couldn't sustain that exactly. Um, and with the Bulls, with Zach Levine, their front office is just they haven't put a team around him to succeed at all. But yep. that allows these guys to continue to get growth. Because, yeah, Zach Levine, of course, we would like to see a better point guard with him. But, shit, he just has to continue to round his game right. and get better in different areas. And maybe they got a point guard in the works. Who knows? That first game where Kobe started, he looked like a PG other than the seven, seven turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was his first start. You know what I'm saying? That was his first start. Yeah, it's a rookie, rookie stuff. Uh, my five is Zach Levine. I think y'all said y'all six. He's at yeah. five for me. That's for all the reasons we just talked about. Um he is getting better every single season in his defensive side of the ball, which is good to see. Nobody's going to go from one of the worst in the league to an all-defensive player. So I'm okay with this steady you know, steady ladder of him getting better and better. I don't think he'll ever be an all-defensive player, but if he could just be league average and give you 25 a game, that's pretty damn good and probably a recipe for success. He seems like a guy to me like you can get his motor up defensively the more you're in tune with the game, right? yes. yeah. the higher the stakes it, are. It, it has been well, games where it seems like y'all was down, and he was the guy that was trying to pick y'all back up. Yeah, leadership type facts. Game. Yeah, so that's, that's like, if he was closer in the game, I feel like the effort is there. I honestly, the defensive end. I honestly believe that if Zach Levine had a coach that was respectable, he he would give a lot more effort on the defensive side of the ball. And yeah, you could definitely tell that he does not respect. Yeah, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah. no, I don't think anybody on the roster does, and also. To go on his defense, like Pete, Pete just said that, like when the games are close, some sometimes it's not. Like I see him in close games, like give up plays where they end up losing. Well, the thing about Zach Levine is that on ball he's pretty damn decent. Yeah, but off, it's just it's off, off the ball, ball he just falls asleep. Yeah, he now, falls asleep. And, when I say that, I don't mean like close until a game. I mean like, and I said this before with a lot of different players. One thing you have to realize is it's hard to be motivated night in and night out to come and try to be, number one, your mm-hmm. best player leading the scoring and being a punch, but then also to bust my ass defensively 
for us to win 19 games this year. Yeah. It's yeah. very hard for a player to wake up night in and night out and be your leading scorer, then lock up the other team's best player and be motivated to play defense. Like, we all human who have played basketball. Put yourself in a situation. Yep. There's times in the gym with your ass when you ain't trying to guard shit. <laughs> And it ain't because you can't, but yeah. it's just because you're not motivated to. A team is down, you in the gym, or even when you win it and you busting a team ass 11 to 5 and the game's at 12, how many people really busting their ass defensively? Not many because it's, it's no yeah. point. They're down seven points. They don't feel motivated. You know what I mean? They trying to put together a run offensively more than they trying to do on defense, which, again, you might say, man, that's dumb because you get the stops, you can come back as well. But, again, it's, it's human nature. It's hard to wake up and try to lock down fucking Devin Booker. When you're only winning 19 games, you're not even going to the playoffs. So I think some of the, the best of these players defensively who ain't like even like Contreras, I, I agree. I don't ever see him being no damn all like NBA defensive team, but I definitely can see him being a better defender with a more respectable coach and being on a, a winning team that has something to play for. Versus, I think we saw it with Devin Booker. I think that's a prime example because his defense definitely like if you watch the games, it definitely looks like he's giving that effort more. Didn't like he was last year, where we, everybody was saying that's why Donovan Mitchell was better than him because Devin Booker doesn't play. And defense. sometimes that's all you really want to see from some, some of these guys is just yeah. the effort and the attempt. Um, you over your fifth? Yes, that was but my, that was my fifth too. We're gonna take our first break and get into the top five. Yeah, for me at fifth, uh, this is why I have Drew Holiday. Um, statistical box score numbers. It's probably just like, oh, cool, you're up. Maybe even down. Last year, was he scoring higher? Yeah, he was going higher. But he's still a 20-point scorer, uh, doing a little bit of everything for this team. We know what he does defensively, obviously. Uh, still a 20-point scorer, still giving you five rebounds. Lonzo is doing his thing and being more the league guard, but he's still giving you seven assists. Uh, he's shooting 35, 36% from three. Uh, free throw percentages went down for Drew Holiday. He has 70% this year, which is um, – Surprising. Make your free throws, yeah. Drew. What the um, hell? And I it's weird, it's weird seeing like these good free throw shoes just like fall off. Because CJ is one of those too. He's yeah. like eighty five percent from the career, but he's shooting seventy five this year. Same like, with like Russell. He was once an eighty plus. They just stopped practicing. 60. That's what it is. <laughs> I just think I got it. But um, yeah, Drew is just fit for me because I just feel like he's solid, and I think what he does um, for that team is instrumental for him to be able to take. Even if, if that's what you want to call it, a backseat, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. uh, I guess from a scoring aspect, it, it's good. It's nice to have those type of players. And I feel like those players are, are a lot more important to people give them credit for because it just gives everybody else the chance to be comfortable. It's kind of like what Jimmy Butler did in, in Miami where he comes in, he's their best player, he's their all-star, but he's still allowing Tyler Hero and, uh, and, and uh, um Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson yeah. to be them. Bam is still being able to initiate the offense. Guys are still able to play in their role for them to be comfortable and be at their best. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing with Drew Holiday. He lets Lonzo come in to a point where Lonzo is in a role where Lonzo feels at his best. Mm-hmm. Zion can now come in in the second half of the season and be plugged in to do what he does. Brandon Ingram can be that number one option scoring. J.J. Reddick can still get his looks when he's playing. You know what I mean? And that's big for him to be able to let all of that happen and still contribute 25 and 7. Right. He's I'm, still giving you 25 yeah. and 7, and he's a two-way player. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Even in – because now he's not. He does have to take a back seat because they have a Brandon Ingram and they have yeah. young players Zion. that's stepping up. Zion, yeah. But even with that, he still makes plays on the defensive end, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, when it matters. I, I remember the game where I watched against the Clippers. He made, like, three defensive plays on Paul George would kind of sealed that game. He's yeah. always guarding the team's you best know. player. Even when they play the Lakers, he's guarding LeBron. Yeah, I – Severely underrated him on my list. That, the more I think about number, it, uh, damn five two. Here's your number five two. Okay, yeah, my, my fault, number five my fault, was like Green. Um, so four, I have Donovan Mitchell at four. That's I where have I have Donovan Mitchell at four, at four as well. Um, Me too. Oh, everybody got. I think our, I think our top four is going to be the same. I there's okay. no way it's not right. I, I don't it, see it, how it, it would change. So let's speak about Donovan Mitchell. Donovan um, Mitchell is. You know, he's I feel I feel like every time we talk about Donovan Mitchell, we've like he. You know, we I all this. It's, 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 I, I can't. Mitchell, looking at his stats, I couldn't tell you if he was having like a significantly better year. But yeah, he's like, never twenty five. Leadership wise, and I test, he's definitely been. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's definitely a made better. a jump yeah. this year, especially with better. Mike Conley struggling. He's a lot better. Closing he's out the games, his, his which I'm like, glad for because yeah, like Contreras said, it's always like, oh, he's just being Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, from this year, because of the, the Conley and different things, it's allowed him to get better again. For the most people who don't watch basketball and isn't like into the game, and they just looking at box scores, it might be like, oh, he's having a, a similar year to he's just being Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. But 
he has gotten better with controlling the game, decision making. Um, I mean, it's the reason he was an all star yeah, this year, I, not last year. It was year. a game. Yeah. He, I forget who they was playing, but it was just a, a game where um, it was a close game. Like you said, he's controlling the game. He understands that before I, you know, I try to look for a shot, I got to get ten seconds off the clock because I'm trying to run down the game and control it. He had took a bad shot. The first thing he did was look at his coach and said, "My bad." Mm-hmm. And that type of accountability is like the shit I love to see, mm-hmm. yeah. especially from the younger players. I love to see from it your, too, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm getting past that point with guys mm-hmm. like him and Devin Booker. I'm tired of seeing in my bads because we're mm-hmm. getting to the level where these guys are now all stars, right. the best players on their team. There's no more my bads. Mm-hmm. You know what the fuck you doing? You, do. you know what I mean? So, yeah, do. but I That's feel like those are being just limited. himself accountable. It, I, I just like to see that. I feel like those moments are being limited with him though. Um, again, from an assist point, he's not giving you the, the number of assists per game that you probably would mm-hmm. see. But I just think controlling the game and decision making is more uh, situational in games. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, he probably isn't going to average eight assists. But at certain times, like Mike was saying, certain points of the game, no one to take this off, no one to take my shot, no one want to allow uh, Bogdanovich to be our guy mm-hmm. because he has been their guy. Right. For, he, for, and I criticized Donovan early er, in the year for that, mm-hmm. but it's 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 another mature thing to be able to say, okay, he can take that last shot too instead of me. Uh, and he has hit big shots and big games. Oh, yeah. He had his little stretch. So, and I think Joe Ingles kind of really plays like that that point that playmaker. yeah the playmaker role. Because that pick and roll with him and Rudy is just, has been deadly. so deadly this season. So, yeah. Um, just in general, the team just kind of has pretty decent playmakers where you yeah. don't need one guy to be your guy, your playmaking guy. Because right. a lot of those people, the players on the team are just weapons. Yes. You know, Bogdanovich is somebody who can create a shot for somebody else because he just draws so much attention. Because even Same like um, Mike Conley. Yeah, the 25. Conley, yeah. Didn't he have like a 30-some point game with just no other stats? 36 zero, 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 yeah. Zero, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to uh, Bogdanovich, man, because he's having an amazing season. I can't wait to do small fours. Or maybe he's classified as a power forward this season. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up real quick because, I mean, he's a, he's a small four. He's averaging 20 points per game, great efficiency. So I'm curious to where he's gonna fall on y'all list, or if he doesn't make it at all because a small four position. It's stacked. Is it? No, no, about no. It. no I, was telling, I was talking to no Giannis. Oh, the small yeah, four no position is no not KD. Stacked. Yeah, it's not. There's quality. So he'll be on everybody. But it's list. not stacked. Yeah. So who's y'all number three? My number three is D-Book. That's why I got D-Book as well. Yep. Yep. Again, same thing. thing, Similar to Donovan Mitchell. I think from eye test wise and also just their record kind of proves it too. Is just he's taking a jump this season. Um, And it may be just because his team is better too. I think we can agree the last couple years his his team has kind of been like. The bottom feeder definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they kind of had a recipe this season for success for the team and it started Mm -hmm. off looking pretty decent. Obviously it fell off um, with the eight in suspension and some of the bench guys didn't perform as great as you probably want them to. But I I, very anxious to see Devin Booker in playoff basketball. Hopefully it happens next year for him because at this point I, I, I think they're they're not officially out of the race but Come on, let's be realistic. Yeah. Um, so maybe next season is the year for him with I'm, another year of Aiden. I'm very proud of Devin Booker for the season he's put on. Um, he's showing that the last season wasn't much of a fluke. He was able to get his feet into that all-star game. Um, you know, 26 points, I mean, that's a, that's a top scoring option for you. And for your top scoring option to be able to round the rest of his game out with 6.6 assists. Um, he was at the damn near 50-40-90, but he's a little bit under. 49% from the field at 48.7. The three-point percentage dropped to 36%, and his free throw is still at 91%. But, yeah, he's been their best player. He's been the face of the team, um, and he's been, he's been the guy that they leaned on night in and night out, which is basically what you want to be able to call on for your best player. He's still only 23 years old. Um, and I feel like this team, with him being their guy, is never going to be that far away from it. They just need some things to fall into place for them. And I know the past years, they when they had, you know, um, a certain GM, uh, McDougal, it just didn't – they just made some wrong decisions with Bender at four, Josh Jackson at four, Marquise Chris was like a sixth or eighth or eighth overall pick. You know, and those guys are all damn near borderline. We're at the league at, at a point um, over the last couple of seasons. But you still have him aiding as the building blocks. I like what I've seen from Bridges – uh, Kelly Oubre was in trade talks this this year before that, everything that went was, down. Yeah, that was yeah, weird. that was weird. Very weird. Uh, Monty Monty is a, is a good coach. Monty Williams uh, from from what we've seen. I like Ty Jerome, Javon Carter, obviously. Uh, D Book was able to get Ellie Okaboko in a Drake video. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I feel like this team ain't that far. Like I feel like if I did a fucking <clears throat> rebuild with them on 2K, I could have them in the playoffs the next season. Because you have Devin Booker, who's an all-star. You have Aiden, who's this double-double ma- machine. And then it's just like you have, you have Aaron Baines. Bridges, Baines. Shout out to Baines. Um, Sarik, who I feel like is a cool, solid guy. They have some things there. They have some things there. And I feel like that suspension... Definitely hurt them because mm-hmm. the Aaron Baines didn't know he was going to be a starting center this season. Yeah, especially not for the whole season. Yeah, shout out to him though. Uh, moving on to number two, Mr. Beal, real deal, Bradley Beal. He's one of them guys. It don't matter what his record is. I know what he about. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, giving you thirty a night, thirty and six, and yeah, I don't I know what he the does. highest points per game ever to not appear in an All Star game. That's why I was so confusing because it's like I get it, but some things is just like. When a dude is giving you 30 points, six assists, four rebounds, and his team suck, he obviously ain't back the problem. Back-to-back 50-point games. <laughs> he he might, might not even win them. Yeah, I don't know, man. This, I just think Bradley Beal, when, when Bradley Beal and John Wall are back on the court, I just need Bradley Beal to continue on to be John one out. I, I don't know yeah. how he's going to come back, though. To be honest. I, I just think even if a, he's just okay, yeah. that's Same. so much better than I, what they got. I think I remember... Yeah. Um, Scott Brooks was talking. He's he said that uh, he's been with John Wall during this whole thing, and then him just kind of like taking this time off has really got his first of all his mind in the right place, and it's just allowed him to get his jump shot better too. Mm-hmm. So, and I then if they can keep Bertans, they could really be a solid team next year. Yeah, that's that's the big if though. It's mm-hmm. a big. If. He gonna be a hot. He gonna be hot. Hot commodity agency. for sure. Still got Rui Hachimura. Yep. Uh, you got Thomas Bryant. They Who's got been hurt things. most of the year, Troy so we Brown, didn't get to really Junior. see his jump. I honestly think that Rui's going to be an all-rookie first-team player this season. Yes, he should. Because when he is playing, he's he's been damn good. He's been yeah, damn good. He's a nice four. And number one, James, traveling James, man. James Harden, man. Damn, James Harden. Traveling, man? Traveling, man. I thought he was your dude. He is my dude. You yeah. can travel and still be my dude. Oh, okay. Because you do be trying to mimic that, True. that little that thing. That's going to get it one day. Uh, it's gonna be not, not to that perfection, though. I think I could get damn close. Man, averaged 34 <laughs> points, and it felt like it's a down year for him. Fact, even early in the season, he was averaging what? Like close to 40. Yeah, he was. Like, is he going to be the first person to average 40 since, I don't even remember who, the most points per game average um, since Kobe that one year? He had a bad month of January, that's why. Yes, January was well, terrible I mean, for him. No, because last year he averaged 36. What did Kobe average? 35, right? I think Kobe averaged 30. I mean, I'll look it up real quick. But maybe I am thinking about last year we were talking about him um, beating Kobe's point-per-game average in a season. 35. So, yeah. yeah. Kobe averaged 35 in 2006. 36. Played 78 games last year. Yeah. <laughs> and now he averaged 34. He's a down year. Crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. You got heat taking a back seat this month, the last month and a half. Because Russell Westbrook <laughs> Russell is so Westbrook damn good. Taking off, yeah. we take We say he's having a down month. He's still averaging 28 this month. Yeah. <laughs> last month, he still averaged 32. It's crazy because, like, that, we just got so accustomed to him dropping 40-plus triple-doubles mm-hmm. every night mm-hmm. to where it's like him just being normal is just not normal. But January, <laughs> he averaged 28, which is still amazing, obviously. 35% from the field, 27% from three. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's yeah. The, he just is a guy that's going to end up around thirty points because he's going to take twelve. Yeah, he's going to take the free throws a game. He's going to take yeah the free throws too. Yeah, yeah the free throw hunting has always been like something that I hated about him, but I can never like bash him for because it it's part of the game. Yeah, at this point it is for sure. Fun fact: my freshman year, I had a problem with that. That was a real life problem. I would literally drive to the hole and just look for the foul. I would never go to finish. Mm. Were you getting them, though? Sometimes. Okay. That was, like, the biggest downfall the coaches teach you. Like, you go with the intent of finishing. You never go just looking for a foul. That's the top ten, though? That's our top ten list, man. Tell us what you agree or disagree on. Um, comment section is always open. I'm sorry. Drew Holiday was not on my list. Oh. <laughs> Nobody noticed. I didn't. Know, I didn't even know. I was so wrapped in myself having him so low. I didn't even notice that you didn't have him at all. So name your list for me. He got Lou Williams higher. That's yeah. all I remember. I think Lou Williams shouldn't be on here. What's your team, Buddy, Lou Will, CJ, Spencer, Shay, Levine, Donovan, yes, Lou Deepak, Will. Mm-hmm. Bradley Lou Will probably yeah. got to get the cut. Wait, yeah. so if he had Lou Will too, who did you not have on your list, Buddy Hill? Buddy Hill was not. He was yeah. like my literally my eleven guy. Last last with point guards you had De'Aaron Fox number ten so you gave Sacktown some love regardless yeah, it's all good I, I has, uh, one of the guys that follow our show had DM me about like De'Aaron Fox or John Morant is at John Morant ten and I'm just like we were going back and forth or whatever nothing crazy um, mm-hmm. just dialogue but it's like some shit is just not even worth like even anything 
So it's like, what's the difference between 10 and 11? <laughs> no, that was literally a comment on that video, our point guard episode. That was like, who do we have number six? Oh, my God, I forgot who we had number six. But the comment said, I can tell you right here. yeah, please tell me who we had number six. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. They said Ben Simmons is a top five point guard. The fact that he is number six is laughable. I'm like, bro, it's <laughs> one spot. It's one spot. It's not, it's not like y'all had him at number eight. Exactly, bro. I, I, when that's, I saw the comment, I just like, I can't even That's one thing to know, bro. Like, I'm not really going to give him much energy or nothing too much about anything. If you're trying to argue with me, like, why is Devin Booker third and Donovan Mitchell is fourth? Like, I'm not really going to be engaged. I might respond. But I'm not going to really give you anything that you want. I'm actually probably not going to give you really nothing about nothing because this is just my list. <laughs> right. But even if, but if you did have some points, it would have to be something worth like discussing. Like, yeah, why would I? I, I don't care. I had him ten and he's like twelfth because it would have been like what D'Angelo Russell or, or De'Aaron Fox would have been my eleventh, and just like it's, the gap is literally like this. Yeah. Like this. Also, people don't realize when we do this list is based on this season. I see a lot of mm-hmm. people talking about last year, like bro. Did you not watch the first two minutes of the episode where we talked about it being and this season? I see a season? lot of people just caring about statistical categories. I watch basketball, so I'm always going to be relying on my eye test ability versus what uh, a box score is telling me. Because mm-hmm. a box score sometimes will tell you that a motherfucker had 35 points, and this motherfucker done shot 8 for 41. <laughs> then what? Yeah, is he still looking at that 35 points the same, and he shot 30 free throws? Probably not, but... Anyway, I, I got a segment for y'all. Okay. It's called, Who is Most Likely To? Mm-hmm. Very self-explanatory. I'm going to say, Who is Most Likely To? And then I'm going to throw out a question. And there's no right or wrong answer. It's all predictions. For the question that's kind of like revolving around the playoffs, just look at the current standings. Okay. okay. First one is, Who is most likely to make an upset in the first round? So this is probably a bottom team. Right. In, uh, I'm in not even going to look at it right now, but I'm going to just guess the Dallas Mavericks for me. I'm going to write these down, too. I'm going to write these down. We'll so we have them. It's okay. all predictions. It's all predictions. Um, so are we talking, like, big upsets, or are we just talking, just like... Just any... A lower seed for... winning. Okay. Uh, I, I think the highest chance may be the 76ers. That's what I was looking at, too. their ceiling is super high. And I think they have the star power over the Pacers. Or the Thunder, because the Thunder are technically the five seed and not the four seed. So those would be my two picks. But then again, the Houston... No, I'm going Rockets. I'm going Rockets. Right now, they'd be matched up against the Nuggets. I love the Nuggets. But... You know what I'm saying? If any any top seed is going to fall, I feel like it might be them. If I would, it depends on who the Mavs play. If they're playing the Clippers, I yeah, would. Yeah, that was right now. Yeah, because yeah. right now they will play the Clippers. When they were playing the Nuggets, I would have taken the Mavs. I go Rockets. I think the Rockets can knock the Nuggets out. So sure. let me let me take the the final predictions. We got you got Rockets, P. Yeah, give me Rockets. I just Rockets. think, man, Jokic will be such a matchup nightmare for that Rockets team. Have they? I want to see if they played each other since this small ball thing has been incorporated. But also, Jokic would hate to be on the opposite it end has, of the ball. It has so not. It has not. They have not played because they will literally iso him every possession with Russ and Harden. I'm going Rockets as well. I guess. And then Derek, who you have? Uh, 76ers. 76ers. Next one is that's South 16. is so good. It's hard to say just the Sixers. Yeah. Who Don't, wouldn't the Sixers play the Pacers? No. No. Pa- Pacers go against oh, Miami Heat shit. right now, which is which yeah, beautiful. Never. Beautiful series. Yeah. Next one is, who is most likely on the hot seat for a head coaching job? Hopefully Jim Boylan. But if I had to say anybody else other than him, uh, Brett Brown. That's a good one. Mm. Uh, I'm going to throw a name in there, too. Mike D'Antoni. Oh, for sure. They didn't renew his contract. Yeah, Yeah. set up for him to be like Basically, yeah. Mike D'Antoni's a good one. But that's the only guys I could think of. But you know what? I think there's going to be a lot of... Coaching changes, but not necessarily like a hot seat type thing. I think people are gonna just go You're different just ways. Like the the Knicks job is gonna be up, you know. Um, hopefully the Bulls job. Like there's gonna be jobs out there, mm-hmm. but if we talking about like a hot seat, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going Brett Brown. Terry Stotts. Ooh, I don't know no, about, just because of the injuries. No, yeah, I don't think he's on the hot seat. Hey, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Uh, a lot of shit that's been happening has happened, but I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna just throw it out there, man. It's 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 not that he's a bad coach, but it's, it comes to a point where you have to start. You, you have to move on. Yeah, certain shit has to start you happening gotta move on. because you can't keep coming with the same recipe year in year out. What about Greg Popovich? No, I, think I think you gotta wait. It, you gotta wait it out. I think you gotta wait. I think he's just gonna retire. You gotta wait it out till he retires. Um, Ryan Saunders is another one. They have 19 wins this season. They went on a. Thousand winning lose, oh, thousand game losing streak this season. 
You could be another dude. There's going to be a lot of coaching jobs, I think. Next one is, which star is most likely to be moved via trade or free agency? Interesting. Anthony Davis. No, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only person me that really like, jumps at me is somebody that's probably going to move is just like... I'll tell you this. I thought about Bradley Joel. Deal, but it's like, even then, it's even, like, do they let him I don't, don't even know if you don't. consider this dude a star. Mm-hmm. He's probably not. Anybody not. that's like an all-star, okay, borderline all, quality. All-star. He's like an all-star. Okay. DeMar DeRozan. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The marriage that's a, that's with the Spurs pick. is terrible, mm-hmm. but he's been having a solid year. And what I want DeMar DeRozan to do is I want him to really, when when this all comes down and he's at that situation, I want him to really sit back, review all his options, and go mm-hmm. somewhere where he can do some shit like Jimmy right. Butler. Um, maybe not, you, you know, go somewhere that just is good for him. Do you think New York can be that place? The Knicks? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I think they're too much of a rebuild. I don't even know. I, I just I know I'm saying that because of the money. You know what I'm oh. saying? Because of the money situation. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like I get it, chase your bag, but it's like, like a what? Is this the last year of his contract? Yes. He uh, he has a team option. No, no, he has a player option. But people are speculating that he's gonna uh, opt out because he would be the number one name yeah, in free agency, other than Anthony Davis, who's coming to Chicago. I mean, I could see him working somewhat with the Nuggets. Because now he's literally just their go-to scorer. But they can't. They, they would have to move Jamal Murray because Jamal Murray got that max extension. Oh, remember? Yeah. That kicks, that kicks like in. 180 or something like that? It's the max, Crazy. whatever the max was for him. Um, and that kicks in next season. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Orlando? He is. Orlando. Always gonna be, his name oh, always going to be thrown out. With they just don't have. The thing about Orlando is they mirror what the Heat kind of were with Jimmy Butler, for instance. You have some young guys who do a lot of different things, but maybe ain't, aren't the guys who could be the lead in school. Mm-hmm. So he would have a John Isaac who's going to be that guy that we know his, he can be. John Isaac gets his BAM. Right, his BAM. He got Vucevic, who he played in USC with. That's a relationship there, who's, mm-hmm. a, who's a big, who's doing his thing. Um, Markel Fultz is a nice young guard. I don't know about their spacing with both of them yeah. on the floor together. Yeah, that's facts. Uh, <laughs> sheesh, that's just but, Yeah, the difference yeah. is that Jimmy Butler is such a, a big personality and is a leader. I don't know if DeMar DeRozan is because I haven't been in that locker room. He doesn't do many interviews. But, like, you can tell Jimmy Butler is a leader just when you hear him talking. No, definitely. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just want DeMar DeRozan is the right pick, though, for sure. I think that is the best pick, for sure. Um, This is kind of random. But Maybe take his ass to Charlotte. Who? They had the money. Who is most likely to come back, like, out of shape? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, yeah. Okay. Jokic. Just people that have their reputation to plan themselves into shape throughout the season. Bro, yeah, everybody is. Everybody is self-assures because you're the only dude that's posting every hour with what workout. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, there, right? yeah. Taking like five steps, though. So. Anybody that's streaming, all all the streamers oh, yeah. out there because they They're sitting on their ass. I think LeBron, <laughs> he been drinking all that wine. Could happen. <laughs> he probably got a state-of-the-art whole fucking lifetime in his house. True. So he, he going to be working now. That's what he do. Y'all remember that one off-season clip where he cut his hair bald and he was with That the, was funny, bro. Yeah. That's the type of monster we get. Uh, which first-round series is most likely to be a sweep? Mm. Uh, Bucks Magic. Yeah. But then again, DJ Augustine yeah. might be yeah, messing around. And Lakers, either either the 1-8 matchups. Lakers-Grizz could be a sweep, too. The Grizz is taking the game, bro. I'm calling it right now. The Grizz is taking the game. They just have to. It's just, it's just only right. Um, two seven. But then again, the Raptors always lose game once too. I don't know if we're gonna have more than one. Maybe it is Bucks versus Magic. Because even I trust the I trust the Raptors. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I think the Lakers the can sweep the Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies can take a game. Do they, the can Raps- they? Hell yeah, they can. But I why think do the Raptors seem to always have just like weird stigmas to them? Like you just said, they always lose game once. Mm-hmm. Then they had the stigma where they lost to the Bulls for what, like fourteen, fifteen games straight. Oh, that ain't a stigma. That's real. <laughs> like they couldn't beat the Bulls for like a long time, and they probably smacking yeah, our ass now. That's just a fact. <laughs> How many more we got, Mikey? Uh, we got a few more. So okay. uh, <laughs> that's fine. who is Mikey. I take that as a number. Which first round series is most likely to go seven games? Ooh, um, uh, Celtics Sixers. I would I would guess. Nuggets, Rockets, because last year the Nuggets Thunder went to Jazz. seven with Thunder, um, Jazz. Thunder Jazz. I think That's all, what I like listen, that this potential, Jazz. bro. This potential all here. Four, five, three, sixes. All that of two them. seven can go six, seven, two. Those, Which one? Dallas Mavs in the West. Oh, if Luke and Porzingis are being Luke and Porzingis, they would have to be a little bit more than Luke and Porzingis. They would have. <laughs> we to gotta get. 
30 point per game yeah, for Zingas. Yeah, yeah. they're going to have to come out and play their best Seth basketball. Curry got to shoot 70% from three. First all of that. Um, next one is lost my spot. <laughs> uh, which team is most likely to get exposed during the playoffs? Mm, Houston Rockets. That, as much as I like their upside, potentially they can definitely get exposed. That's exactly what I was. Yeah, thinking. yeah, yeah. They can, but they can also expose the team like they're playing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it could be either way. Yeah, it's going to be one of the two. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. they're going to get their ass exposed, or they're going to expose. But luckily for else. the Nuggets, they have the uh, versatility in their lineup to go mm-hmm. small if they yeah. need to. But Jokic is just so valuable that like I couldn't see them not playing him. Yeah, and the other team I was thinking. 76ers again. Maybe this is mm-hmm. it. The playoffs that caused them to split up. Facts. Yeah. Um, another thing, which is not really like exposed them, but a recipe to beat this team in the playoffs. The Bucks, the Bucks is the three. The three giving up the threes. And I try to do as much research as I can by myself. And I feel like the magic number to beat the Bucks is you have to hit sixteen threes on them. Mm. Sixteen. Threes is that a lot? The only team that has yeah. not done. The only team that has not done it. Is the Lakers when they hit like you three hit threes? Like four, four threes a quarter. All right, the game but, that they won, they yeah, didn't but shoot well. Like I said, you have to hit the three because they're going to give them to you. They're going to give them to you. And if they play the Miami Heat and Miami Heat choking it from down it from downtown, and they the you know Celtics, find the recipe, the Celtics could get it going too, right? Man. Especially with these teams that are going small ball. And that's that's my theory on it. Okay, sixteen. Look at Mike doing some research. And then that the Celtics line. team defensively, <laughs> they are versatile. They can switch a lot. Yeah. Y'all just gonna have multiple bodies at him. Give us one more, then we'll wrap up. Um, who is most likely to be the leading scorer of this playoffs? LeBron James. Giannis. Just because this is what he's done, you know. Uh, LeBron would be the perfect thing because that you know he kicks it into gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I would just say Giannis. Give me uh, Anthony Davis. That would be made. I, that's what, see I really see Anthony Davis. Yeah. That'd be huge for LeBron because he's never had a player like that. Nope. I think that for the LeBron gonna gauge because he always Kyrie. know how to gauge. Well, what yeah, he put that ball in the bucket, man. Especially Cleveland Kyrie. That's it. That's it. We appreciate y'all getting to this point in the episode. Be sure to leave it a like because obviously you like something. If you're listening to it, leave a rating on Apple, Spotify, all of that. We take them. Uh, help us get higher in the algorithm so we can get you know continue to grow the through the wire fam. Uh, anything else, boys? We'll be back with small forwards, obviously. Yes, sir. We out.